Ooh. I'm going to read the little bit that he said at the end. As we go about our lives, can we be confident in what we think we know? Perhaps one day a glimmer of light might punch a hole in our most basic assumptions. Will you be willing to break free and struggle towards the light, even if it costs you your friends and family, or stick with comfortable or familiar illusions, truth or habit, light or shadow? Hard choices. Wow. Now, some of you will have looked at the last clip and have already decided that that doesn't apply to you. You are not imprisoned in a cave. You have not closed your mind to new ideas. You're not stuck. I would have said that too for many years, but I had settled for watching the shadows of someone else's life and experience, but I didn't know it. Sometimes we're not even aware that we have become stuck. We are not aware that there is a choice to break free of established beliefs, attitudes, behaviours and habits that no longer fit us or that we have outgrown. Often this sense of stuckness we can't even articulate, but it manifests itself often physically and mentally in our bodies with ill health and anxiety. What is often happening is your being is crying out. It's time to grow. It's time to move on, move into a new understanding. But of course, there are many reasons why we stay where we are. For many years, I stunted my growth because I accepted the hand-me-downs of someone else's experience. My understanding didn't stretch further than the basic ideas of religion. I had a narrative but it imprisoned, it didn't free. It stifled rather than released. I was religious, but as unspiritual. Now I'll explain that in a minute because we've said that everything is spiritual in times past, but you'll get me in a minute. I was brought up with the phrase, you must be born again. That suggested a one-time experience when one accepts a certain set of beliefs about Jesus and God that somehow qualifies us for inclusion in his kingdom. This maybe is when the light first punches a hole in our most basic of God concepts. But if this idea is never taken further, it can become a restrictive prison, albeit a place of safety. What often starts as a spiritual awakening often ends up as a religious ritual. I had no idea I could be born again, again, and again, again. And moving on from one one understanding to another does not necessarily equate to the first idea being wrong, just elementary, maybe. For example, the caterpillar is an insect in its own right has beauty and purpose of its own, and in one sense, there is nothing wrong or incomplete about it. Yet it is destined for more, and eventually becomes a butterfly. It outgrows its caterpillarness, and it is born again to something new. Let me explain this by another example. Take your wardrobe. Sorry, I'm all dry. Take your wardrobe. We all have an understanding of when a garment has served its purpose. It was awesome at the time, but now it's too big, hopefully. Too small, more than likely. Too flared. We're now in skinnies, aren't we? Too pink, or simply just no longer on trend. We don't often find it easy to apply the same principles to matters of the heart and mind. 
This is where we are more likely to become religious rather than be spiritual. We can stick to repeating outdated practices and believing distorted concepts that no longer have any meaning. We remain loyal to something that once served as well, but no longer fits. Anthony and I have changed our coat, and some of you will understand this, many times, and we've not done growing yet. In the next clip, you will see that there is often very little difference between a prison and a sanctuary. For Quasimodo, the hunchback of Notre Dame in the story, he lived in a holy place, a church, but it was his prison and he was still a spectator. But instead of watching shadows, he played with the models of reality he had carved from what he saw of the life down on the streets below and he longed to be out there. No one is asking you tonight to be where anyone else is uh, at on their journey, only to open yourself up to the awareness that you can escape the cave or even the sanctuary of your present reality and stand in the sunlight and be free. We okay? Yeah. I got a beautiful picture from Lucy tonight. Thank you, Treasure. It was amazing. Uh, also, just a quick word about Wednesday. We've introduced something called More at, at IQ, which is really just an opportunity to take some of the stuff we talk about on a Sunday a little bit further because we obviously don't have time. Uh, can I also say that what some of you may not realise about about this guy called Jesus was that he didn't spend his time calling people in, he spent his time calling people out because he wanted them out of the bondages, not, 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 not within the bondages, they were in religion, they had religion up to the eyeballs, they had concepts of God up to here uh, and history to go with it and their own preachers but, but Jesus came to call them out of that for for reasons that I hope will be evident before we're done tonight. Uh, following on from what, what, what Chris said, it was interesting that um, this, uh, this was popping up on, the, on social media and uh, I just want to read it to you because it's all about awareness beyond your experience. Let me read this. In a mother's womb were two babies. One asked the other, do you believe in life after delivery? The other replied, why of course, there has to be something after delivery. Maybe we are here to prepare ourselves for what that will be later. Nonsense, said the first. There is no life after delivery. What kind of life would that be? The second said, I don't know, but there'll be more light than here. Maybe we will walk with our legs and eat from our mouths. Maybe we will have other senses that we can't understand now. The first replied, that is absurd. Walking is impossible. And eating with our mouths? Ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition and everything we need. But the umbilical cord is also short. Life after delivery is to be logically excluded. The second insisted, well, I think there is something. And maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. The second insisted, 
well, I think there is something and maybe it's different than it is here. Oh, sorry, maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. Repeat. Back. <laughs> the first replied, nonsense. And moreover, if there is life, then why has no one ever come back from there? Delivery is the end of life, and in the after delivery, there is nothing but darkness and silence and oblivion. It takes us nowhere. Well, I don't know, said the second, but certainly we will meet mother and she will take care of us. The first replied, mother? You actually believe in mother? That's laughable. If mother exists, then where is she now? The second said, she's all around us. We're surrounded by her. We are of her. It is in her that we live. Without her, this world could not and would not exist. Said the first, well, I don't see her, so it is only logical that she doesn't exist. To which the second replied, sometimes when you're in silence and you focus and you really listen, you can perceive her presence and you can hear her loving voice calling down from above. Now, you can see from this little parable story two very different ideas about mother and what lies beyond. I, I can fully understand the thinking that would only associate this story simply and solely with belief about God and the hereafter. And, and I understand that and it's probably a real good apologetic argument for the existence of God in a very uh, sensible picture. But, but, but I think there's a deeper significance. I think the deeper significance becomes that of awareness, not not the blindness that just paints a black and white this and this, but, but awareness of, of much more things, awareness of a beyond, aware of a bigness, aware of a presence, aware of a possibility that we don't always grasp at the time. Awareness of what? See, how many of you would agree that often our awareness is only tuned to that of a negative or threatening nature? I was aware someone was following me. I felt really aware that something was happening. I felt scared. So we so often only associate awareness with the negative and with the threatening. And that comes really from an imprisoned mind, bind only with the parameters of present reality, which actually says what our present reality is, because our only awareness tends to be things of fear, things that we are frightened of, things that worry of. I think we're all subject to the womb experience, particularly at the major junctures of our life. I think it's in that place where forming in one form or another takes place. And I think it's where, in our case, questions arise. But wombs were never meant to be where you live, but where you are birthed from. But some of you never get out of the womb of life. Because you think that's where you were meant to live. But it's where you were meant to be birthed from. In that context, maybe it's not the unknown we fear, but the known coming to an end. Most of us in here tonight don't fear the unknown, we fear the known 
coming to an end. That challenges our religious thoughts. It challenges our theological beliefs. It challenges our concepts. It's not the unknown that we fear, but it's the known coming to an end. The next video that we want to show is, is, um, is from a movie called The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. And uh, The Truman Show is all about a guy called Truman who who is in a world that he doesn't realise at the time has been created for him and he thinks it's reality and he has an inability to see beyond the present reality until he has an experience at the end as he begins to become aware of something different. And so I want to show you the video. Did you... um, Did you notice something that his shadows were still with him until he walked through the door? The shadows of his past experience, and I thought it was really interesting when he's climbing the steps to where the door is, how the shadow gets bigger. And if you focus on the shadow, the shadow looks really scary, but the shadow is the shadow of the things that have been. And it may be that in your life, I know in my life I've, I've wrestled with this as well, that there are shadows of past experiences that always seem bigger than you. And they're always black. Have you ever noticed shadows are never any other colour but black? There's something interesting about shadows. We find them so frightening and so scary but actually they're only one-dimensional. They're flat expressions because they are not reality. They are expressions of a non-reality that we believe more than the reality. And as those shadows cast their black spectre across our lives, we become beholden and bound by all those past experiences, just like the guys in Plato's cave in the way that Plato experienced it. And they will scare us all of our life unless we learn how to step out of the shadows and pass through the door. I also found something very interesting in that video that when Truman's yacht burst the bubble, and let me say something, until your bubble is burst, What I'm saying to you will probably mean nothing. For some of you, you need your bubble bursting because some of you still live in a world that is no more real than the Kardashians. And you're still reaching out for stuff that's no more real than the Kardashians because it's not reality. The whole point of the Truman Show was that they had put him into a world that seemed real, but it wasn't real. But it's only when he discovered that it wasn't real by the bubble being burst that he was able to launch himself into a new reality, a reality beyond that that he thought only was possible, but something fresh and something new. Some of you need to hit the wall to realise that you're trapped. I hit the religious wall about 14 years ago, raised in church, loved my parents, loved all that it was, but I hit the wall because I realised when I had to face some real situations, what I was given didn't, didn't work, it didn't help me, and I had to find the Jesus of the Bible, not the Jesus of religion. I had to find the me in all of it, not the me that God hates and puts down, but the me that God loves and is trying to bring out from me all that he put inside of me. Don't be frightened of the shadows, because they are just shadows. The other thing that I think is worth a note is, did you notice when, when the bubble burst, when the when the point, the yardarm of the yacht, 
went through the wall that was the dome of the show in which he was living, that when he tried to break out, he couldn't do it in his own strength. If there's a piece of wisdom I could give you as you break free from all the stuff that limits your forward momentum in all that God has put in you and all that you need to be, it's that you can't do it in your own strength. You can't break the wall in your own strength. Stop trying to break the wall because there was a deeper secret. If you noticed, he just walked along the wall until he finds some steps, but the steps led him to a door. And what's interesting about anywhere that you may be trapped, once you find the door... It's not a problem because you found the way out. There are two scriptures for those of you who wonder if we use Bible here. We absolutely do. I love Jesus and I love the Bible. Two scriptures that go with tonight. The first one Chris mentioned. Jesus said some amazing words to a guy who came to see him who really was trying to avoid other people knowing that he came to see Jesus because he was a seeker. But Jesus said, unless a man is born again... He cannot see the kingdom of heaven. See, unless you come out of this womb thing and realise that your life might be like a womb, but, but you can be born out of that womb. You have to come through the darkness to get out, but you can be born out of that womb. And he said, then you see what he calls the kingdom of God, which is the most wonderful thing. It's not religion. It's not church. It's, it's where God's whole presence, the essence of all that he is, becomes a wonderful reality in your life. And the, the other verse that I, I just wanted to bring, and then I'm going to offer you a prayer. The other verse is this. Jesus said, John 10 verse 9 is where this is written. I am the door. How fascinating in the context of what we've seen that Jesus said, I am the door. Don't try and beat your way out of the place that you are. Just come to the door. When you find the door, you just walk through the door. Jesus said, I am the door. Anyone who enters by me will be saved, saved from all that stuff, brought into a new reality, the bigger reality, out of the cave, into the light, into the place where suddenly your experience is not limited by something that has been created for you and is a place of shadows, but into the wide open place that God says is what he calls the salvation that he offers. And I love this last bit, which I just mentioned before I close. He will go in and out and find pasture. See, it's no longer a place of restriction. It's not from one religious position to another religious position, from one set of beliefs to another set of beliefs. It's to the place that Jesus called freedom. And I want you to have that freedom tonight. I still believe with all my heart that Jesus is the door. I think that's why he came. And he came to call us out of that place into a new reality. And if you want to escape that bubble and those shadows, this is the way to do it. He is the door. So I want to offer you a prayer right now. If you just like to bow your heads and close your eyes, if you don't want to, that's fine. I don't mind. It's not a rule. But if you'd like to, I'd like you to do it. Maybe you want to say a little prayer tonight. Lord, I, I, I know that I'm in this bubble. I know that I hit the wall. I know that I have this limited sense of reality. I know that I see the shadows. But today I believe you are the door. And I come through that door, which is you today, just by faith, just believing that you are the way that will release me from that womb into the place of life and the place of reality where mother exists where God exists, where life exists, where everything that you were ever provided to work for you, you can actually use because you're now where you're supposed to be, born into that wonderful place that God calls the place of salvation. 
come into that place tonight. Come through the door. It's what Jesus came to be. And don't be stuck in that dome like Truman because that door is there for you. Walk out into the light tonight and never be afraid of the shadows again because you've come out of the cave. <laughs>